Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for the Rami and Tim Show with your hosts, Rami Makhlouf and the franchise, Tim Allen. Three on twelve fifty AM, the fan, Rami Makhlouf, back at it with my old buddy Tim Allen. Things have come full circle. I started with Timmy on the Brewers post game show like 14, 15 years ago, and now look at this. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah it means you're getting old, Rami. You know what? As a matter of fact, um, not... was that the extent of the Brewers baseball con? Because now we got to switch to Bucks. Oh, I forgot. That was the expen- you know what, dude? My bad. No, 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 no. Right. We'll get some Brewers talking before six. My bad, okay. dude. All right, and you, you say uh, 15, 14 years ago, fifteen, whatever it was. Um, yeah. You, that means, you know, you're starting to... How old are you, Rami? We don't need to talk about that. Uh, we did okay. get a tweet from my guy, Corey, who <laughs> tweeted in that the show could be called Growing Old with Rami and Tim. Not cool. Oh, boy. Uh, it, speaking of which, I, I do want to just convey this. I did uh, hit a tipping point over the holidays. You finally came Christmas in and gifts. started wearing the Depends, huh? No, not quite there oh, yet. Okay, um, All right. but I, I wish on a, on a night of beer drinking that I could just let her fly at that point. <laughs> um, but I do want to say this: that uh, wrapping Christmas gifts, I was sitting on the floor, um, had a had a book. Uh, I was reading a book, the Audible book, and just reading reading a book, wrapping Christmas. You know, you're getting old when getting off the ground has sound effects, and I didn't really realize. <laughs> I didn't really realize it until uh, my girl just said, "said What is going on with you?" And I was just simply getting off the floor. It was, was just it like, like oh. was it the was it the popping and cracking oh. of joints, or was it moaning that, and groaning, yeah. or Both. all of that? It was like a f- fireworks display, and then the moaning and groaning <laughs> with it. Oh. Yeah, there are. Yeah, you start making noises when you get older that you did not make when you were younger. Like like noises that you made in the weight room when you were in high school, you make just to like stand up from a chair when you when you get when you get up to right. our age. So Yeah, yeah, indeed. Here's a tweet from Ryan that says, Rami Timmy time. Sorry I tried. Did you though? Uh franchise and excuse me, franchise and Mac from Golfer. 69, um, 105.7 FM, The Fang tweets in. He says uh, he included a picture of our uh, our little billboard that they put together of us, Tim. And he says, this pic says odd couple to me or audio couple. Ha ha, great show. I, I thought about the odd couple thing. I actually was going to think about making that the uh, 
the theme music the theme for song? the show, but but went against it. We got a couple callers on the line, and I need help from Bucks fans. We're gonna be talking some Bucks here in just a few minutes, and I need your help as I'm jumping into a season already underway. But first, let's get in Kevin in Greenfield. You're on Rami and Tim. What's up, Kevin? Hey guys, um, just want to take a second out of your day. I I cannot tell you how happy I am to have you two guys on the radio. The world in which we live in today is it's tough. It's tough for everybody, and you guys do not take everything so seriously, and you make me laugh, and that's what we all need, and it's just so good to have you guys back. I don't know who your programming director is. You guys make it sound like this is temporary. I hope it's not. Don't play with us. You know, Come on now. But I just wanted to say welcome. I'm glad to have you guys back, and you're going to make my 2 to 6 o'clock every day much, that much more enjoyable. Well, thank, Kevin, thank I really you, Kevin. I, that, I, I yeah, I appreciate it too. And and you're right that you know there's some heavy duty stuff going on, Rami and 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 all you guys. There just is, and I I get worked up into a lather when it comes to you know whether fans should be in the stands. I'm sure we'll get into that conversation as we move along. But for, you know, for the most part, on I, I, I know Rami's style, and we work together. I know Rami personally too, and I I know his personal life and the whole deal. This was pretty easy to put together, honestly, and yeah. and we promise that we're not going to be, you know, getting into some heavy duty stuff. There's there's enough of that out there. Like, but if some heavy duty, heavy duty, heavy duty, I can talk. That's my job. If some heavy duty stuff does pop off, like, so do we mm-hmm. just flip to the to the national news network? Like, what if there's another attempted coup? In a day or two, Tim, do we do, what do we do? Do we just go to CBS News? What do we do? Do we talk about it? I don't even know. I don't know what we do because I'm here to have fun, but sometimes the world right. doesn't want us to have fun, does it? No, and, and there'll be challenges. No, there, there may be more uh, in the future. We just don't know in, in what you know topic they're, they're going to be on. I mean, it's, but that, there's that going to be from, some things that pop up. That call from Kevin warms my heart because I don't know about you, Timmy, but that's that's why I do it. I just want to make people's days easier and more fun and give them a distraction from not just like the real world problems that we all have now, but like even when times are normal, we have real world problems. And I don't know about you, Tim. Actually, I do know about you because we know each other, but I would often turn to the radio for people to make me laugh or just make me think and talk about something other than the garbage yep. that was going on in my life. So that call from Kevin means a lot to me. Let's get in uh, John in Pleasant Prairie. You're on with Rami and Tim. What's up, Johnny? Hey, same as that last caller. It's kind of kind of refresher. It's a fresher for you guys to be on. It's kind of nice. So I got a name for you guys. I don't know if you want to use it or not. And then I got a quick bucks thing for you guys because I know you're getting into that. Right. Uh, you guys can be slice and dice because Rami, you slice it up. Tim, you like to roll the dice. You guys can be slice and dice. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't hate it. You know, you're you a gambler too, Tim, you know, so um, it's kind of nice. So anyway, I real quick. I Go ahead. No, do you guys like that though? I, I think it fits you guys perfectly. I like you it know, a like lot. Nice it up a little, Tim. <laughs> I do, and it, and I think what's going to happen is that's going to start uh, gravitating toward the top of the list, and we have to we have to pick some favorites. That one's going to be be up there, and and just a healthy safety tip. Uh, when I'm at the craps table, just put your goggles on because that <laughs> what the dice could you know I don't know where it's going. I, it, it's oh, okay. just going to go. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. We I didn't know where you were going with the goggles. I thought like no. you were like there was a lot of like you were spitting or something. Like why would no, I need goggles? No, no, no. Okay. No, right. that it'll take someone's eye out. He wanted to talk about the Bucks, and so you talk about heavy duty stuff. 
Um, something that I heard earlier today uh, got into me just a little bit, and that is um, this sentiment uh, about uh, Milwaukee Bucks fans just just simply, I don't pay too close of attention to it because, you know, I'm just waiting on the playoffs, and then we'll just see what happens. The Budenholz are going to get a deeper run. Are they going to get to the Who finals, at least to the Eastern Conference finals? I don't want to name names, but... Uh, you know, it, it's just hold on, hold on, stop the show, stop everything. You're you're the stir it up guy. Don't tell me you're not going to come on here now and be stir it up guy when we finally got our own afternoon slot. You're the guy well, who it, loves causing trouble in the hallways. Name names, dude. That's why you're here well, is to it, name names. Is one of the guys on on the, uh, the formerly at at this time slot. One of the guys had mentioned that. So. I, I find that hard to believe that we just we just don't watch. We don't watch. There's reasons to watch the Milwaukee Bucks. One of which is you're a fan. Why would, you don't yeah. want to watch your favorite team? They play the Magic tonight. They're six and four. Bucks are six and four. It's it's sort of this feeling out process for the Milwaukee Bucks. It's way entertaining. So you are a fan. Number one. Number two. Don't you want to see? How Giannis, because that's everything pivots around Giannis. Don't you want to see how he fits with a holiday? How he you know fits what? with a Portis? You're you're getting into what I need help with, Tim. You're actually leading right into what I need help with when it comes to this Buck season. So maybe you can answer the question that that I was just about to ask, which is and I'm asking this as somebody, like people who are familiar with the station, familiar with me, you, you know my story. I left almost two years ago to come up here for a gig in Minneapolis. I followed the Bucks, but from a distance, as much as you can follow a team that you're not in the same market as. So I'm, I'm sort of jumping into this thing. And again, anybody who knows me knows if there's one bandwagon I really did jump on in my time in Milwaukee, it was the Bucks. I love the Bucks. I love Giannis. But my question is this, as I jump into this thing, I don't know how many games into the season. What is Ten. there to learn, Ted? What is there to learn about the Bucks here in the regular season? Because I, I've, I've, like I said, I've followed them, and I know what's gone wrong in the playoffs. And the things that have gone wrong in the playoffs, I don't know that they can necessarily put those fears to rest over the course of a regular season. But maybe I'm missing something. So tell me. Not what is there yeah. to watch for. I watch basketball because I love basketball and I'm stuck in my house. And how many things do we really have to watch? Not what is there to watch for. What is there to learn about the Bucks here in this regular season? 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. I'll tell you what my fears are about the Bucks from the last couple of playoff appearances. You tell me what I can see here in the regular season that might put those fears to rest. It's Rami and Tim. We're on 1250AMTheFan and the radio.com app. afternoon show here on 1250 AM the fan that's the name of it for now that's the show for now who knows they might fire us after today have we been good it depends on what your definition of good is I'm Rami Makhlouf that's Tim Allen we're going to hear from Pat Connaughton coming up here at about 4:45 at five o'clock we talk about fans returning to Lambeau Field but right now talking some bucks with you and want to know what is there to learn about the bucks in the regular season 414-799-1250 tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. And like I said before wow. the break, Tim, 
I love the Bucks, and I've been following them as closely as I can from, from Minneapolis. I'll be back in the Brew City coming up at the end of January, and I can't wait to be back in the Brew City and doing this show from the studio. But you can't watch every game, and I'm sort of jumping into, and I did find a way to watch every game. Don't ask me how. That's between me and my Roku, all right? You don't need to know how I'm going to watch every Bucks mm-hmm. game between now and when I move back to Milwaukee at the end of the month. None of your damn business, all right? But I will be moving forward watching every game and paying as close of attention as I possibly can. But as somebody who's jumping into this thing, 10 games into the season, tell me what I can learn about the Bucks in the regular season. 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. Because here, here's what I was concerned about coming into the season based on the last two playoff appearances. And I don't know that you can put these concerns to bed based on what we see in the regular season. And it's three things in particular, Timmy. One is, is Giannis going to embrace just how damn good he is and the fact that he can impose his will on anyone he wants and on any series he wants at any given time if he, if he just flips that switch? And not to say that you can do that for seven games because these guys are only human and if he has to carry you for a seven-game series, fatigue will set in and that'll take its toll. I'm just saying that when the moment presents itself in a particular game or two or three games in the series yep. where Giannis has to assert himself, can he do that and single-handedly take over a series? Because I know he has the abilities to do that. I just don't know that he has that switch to flip. He hasn't shown it yet in a playoff series. And I love Giannis, and he deserves both MVPs, and he's one of the best players on the planet right now, but I need to see that killer instinct from him. That was one. Two, I don't think they have enough star power in a series to go up against the Lakers and the Clippers of the world who have two and three superstars and a few other teams around the league. I don't need to go down the list for you. When the Bucks have one true superstar in Giannis, and this is a superstar league, and the team with the best player in a series or the best two or three players in a series almost always comes away with the series victory, almost always. And Bucks and Heat is an example of that last year where that didn't happen. But nine times out of 10, give me the team with more star power to win an NBA playoff series. And even with the addition of Drew Holiday, I still don't think he presents the star power that I'm talking about. And the third thing that I was concerned about was come playoff time, you can ride a deep bench all you want, all season long, Mike Budenholzer. I'm fine with it, games 1 through 82 or 72, like they're playing this season. Go ahead. Do what you got to do to keep your stars fresh for when it really matters. But come playoff time, man, Giannis needs to be playing 40-plus minutes. Chris Middleton needs to be playing around 40 minutes. Drew Holiday needs to be playing around 40 minutes. This stuff of those guys playing 30, 35 minutes last year in the playoffs, Tim, and then relying on your bench to go out and win a series, that's just not how it's done. And especially when you see that it's not working and you keep going back to that well instead of looking at your core group of guys and saying, go out there and get this thing done for me. I'm not going to Connaughton. I'm not going to DiVincenzo. I need Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday to take care of business when it comes down to it and play 40-plus 40, 40 minutes for me and be stars for me in the playoffs. And I don't know that any one of those three things can be answered in a regular season. And again, I'm not here to tell you that that doesn't mean there is no reason to watch the Bucs. I'm just saying, what am I going to learn about this team in the regular season that's going to tell me something about when it actually matters? 414-799-1250 or tweet me at 1250 AM The Fan. Yeah, there's there's a lot to take off that pile right there, Rami. First of all, 
I, I don't think it's fair to to go and judge necessarily the the long-term effects of, of losing to Miami last year. I don't think that's fair. That was a bubble situation. That was a weird situation. It was all funky sure. and things were crazy. And I don't know if that was a fair assessment. I, I, I will also agree with you on, on the 40-plus minutes. Okay. But within the – you can't go – a hundred percent takeover, and that, I think this is something to watch here, Rami. This is answering your question. You can't if you're Giannis. I know he wants to, and and I know that he he runs uh, with some high passion. You can't go forty eight minutes of full takeover in the NBA. You can't do it because no. then you get a little erratic, right? Sure. So so that being said, this is something to watch for is when to take over. That's the key for Giannis, is when to take over. Equate it with Aaron Rodgers, okay? Look at Aaron Rodgers. He knows exactly when to take off for a huge first down with his legs. Right. There there are plays that Rodgers knows full well he is not throwing the football right now. He sells it and sells it some more, and he knows this is too big of a first down. I can't afford a, a tip ball or a drop pass. We have to have this first down. He, he just runs for it, and he knows when to do that. He knows when to flip that switch. Giannis, that's something to watch for in, in this case. Another thing regarding Giannis is, you know, how he is backed up by his coach. And I thought it was a little unfair that Budenholzer didn't lose his mind and still even a little bit this year. Certainly last year, and then into the Miami series. Why in the world are you not protecting your frontline superstar? He's a superstar in the league, not just in Milwaukee. He's a legit superstar in the league. Hey, Arguably MVP, one, of, man. Yeah, first her. Yet he's in foul trouble in in almost every big game, and and you got to back him up. Coach Bud needs to come to the front, and take the fine, and spout off, and send the message to the rest of the league and the officials, that we're not going to take this. You, you, Ticky-tack fouls, offensive fouls with Giannis, there's a bunch of BS, and it's mm-hmm. becoming a habit. Bud needs to, needs to find a way to at least spout off and at least put the attention and emphasis on the referees not to make those calls. Additionally, how does Holiday, you mentioned Holiday, how does he mix with these guys? Does Middleton get a little more consistent? He, he's a little bit of an up-and-down guy, as we all know. Does he kind of level off? Do, does, you mentioned uh, DiVincenzo and, and Connaughton. Do they take the next step where you're not worried about bringing in that third star kind of power? Of course everyone would like Kawhi Leonard or LeBron or any of Doncic or any of these guys on their team. That's, that's a no-brainer, but they have what they have right now. Does DiVincenzo, and I think this is uh, sort of one of those – Sometimes the deal that doesn't go down is the better deal. Bogdanovich deal that would have sent DiVincenzo out of here. Maybe we're seeing the, the blossoming of, of a DiVincenzo. So there, and, and finally, are they going to continue this, this torrid pace on three-pointers? I mean, wow, just, just three-pointers. It just, it's, it's awesome to see when they're on. It, it is amazing, Rami. You're going to find that out. the three-pointers. 
On my way out of town, before I left for Minneapolis, I said the team slogan for the Bucks. now this was not this past season, but two seasons ago, should be let it fly, because I saw how many three-pointers they were yep. making. Right after I left town, they started printing up t-shirts that said let it fly. Did I get one penny of that, Tim Allen? No, I didn't get, I didn't get any of that. Nothing. I didn't get anything. I said it on the airwaves. It's out there for public, for public consumption, and they gave me nothing. Just. Giannis needs to shoot better free throws. And again, sometimes, I mean, sometimes the guys just aren't good free throw shooters. And it's hard for, for us to understand that. How, how is that even possible? I mean, I, I mean, there's free throw contests all around this country all the time every year. What's a simple and, and, thing you struggle <laughs> with, Timmy? What's a simple thing that you struggle with? Um, I, I'd have to think about that, but I'm sure that I'd struggle with a lot of it. I'm, I'm sure. sure I do. Got a yeah. tweet here from David. He said, I promised myself not to get too high or too low in any game until the season starts coming to an end. I will have no idea what this team is until game one of the playoffs. These last few years, I've learned the regular season doesn't mean much. It, it doesn't do we, mean when, a ton, but I think that you can use it as a learning experience. So I just don't know what necessarily I'm supposed to learn. And you threw a lot out there, Tim, and I'll, I was taking notes feverishly the whole time. And I'll be putting those notes to good use starting tonight when I watch the Bucks. And we're going to hear from Pat Connaughton preview that Bucks game coming up at 445. But I just don't, I mean, I watch it for entertainment value. And I root for the Bucks, and I want them to do well. But as far as learning anything from this regular season that will tell me how deep a playoff run that they can make and can they exercise the demons of the last few years, mm-hmm. I don't know that they can show me that until it, until it actually comes to crunch time. I really don't. There's there's good and bad in watching a uh, a Bucks game. So the the good would be why you wouldn't because the bar is higher. So I, I understand that you you want to wait until it, it's stretch drive and then you're looking at seating and and who potentially do they match up against and things like that. So that's the good part. The bad part is when do we lose this ability to kind of sit down and just watch your favorite team? When when does are we distracted too much about that? I, I know the Pfizer Forum would love to have fans in there, and for obvious reasons, they're not. But when do we lose, like, we want to watch, you know, reruns of something or catch up on TV or scroll Twitter and right. a, a post on Facebook, and that's all you might have it on in the background. When do we lose that? When, when did we kind of lose that love affair? I mean, is it an age thing? Hey, Evan, a, we're gonna need we're gonna need a music bed for when Tim asks what happened to our country or whatever he's doing right now. Like, well, these kids these days. No, like, we're, but, gonna, we're gonna need a music bed for Tim. Tim, I don't know. Tim ponders what's wrong with the world. So we're, we need a segment where we have where Tim just asks what what happened to us. What's what what's going on in this world? I don't know where TV it. viewership is with with watching Bucks game. I mean, Bucks uh, games. It's 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 only been ten games thus far. But I mean, to sit out and I, watch your favorite team. I mean, that, that's that's kind of the thing you do, don't you? See, I can tell you this, Tim. I grew up a Bulls fan, watching the Michael Jordan Bulls in the '90s, and there did come a point, like year eight, nine, ten of that run, with the two years in between where Michael MJ took a break. By the end of that run. Like you, you didn't. I, I didn't really 
feel like I needed to watch every Bulls regular season game. Somebody would be like, man, you see the Bulls are actually losing? Like in that in that 72 and 10 season, you see the Bulls are losing a game? Are you kidding me? Let me turn that thing on. Then like you'll it turn was, it on. Yeah, because it, it was a foregone conclusion almost every time they, they stepped on that court. But that was a point of being spoiled as a fan of winning six championships in eight years and having the greatest player in the history of the game. Like, I, and I, I can the I, the same thing happened to Braves fans in the '90s when they they were watching that team go to World Series every single year, not winning them, but basically Atlanta was like, yeah, wake me up when the World Series starts and let's see if they can do something different. I understand fan bases getting to that point once you've had an extended run of success. No knock on the Bucks or Bucks fans, you ain't there yet. You, you, I, I hope you're not that spoiled yet where you're like, yeah, wake me up when the playoffs start enough of this good regular season basketball. Mm-hmm. Like it's only been two or three years that this team has been at the top or near the top of the mountain and a real contender. So I don't get that mindset yet. That spoiled fan base mindset of wake me up when the playoffs start that we ain't there yet in the evolution of Giannis and the Bucks, not in my opinion. No, but, and that would be one of the good side of, uh, you know, being ranked and, and rated as as a good and powerful and quality team, like you said, the the Bulls and and agreed. I think everyone would agree that you know they're not at that point, but you know, Giannis to, to watch Giannis play is is entertaining enough to you know to watch guys like Aaron Rodgers. These guys aren't going to be around for long. Two time MVP. I think that's worth watching for sure. But there are some things that. You know, you can you can look to to see if they're taking that next step, and and I en- I enjoy it. like tonight. You've got uh, the national championship game tonight, which we've mentioned. What about? Oh yeah, that's none, right. Yeah, that's that's that, that's going that's on tonight. Twelve and zero Alabama against seven and zero Ohio State, and you know the the two evil empires go at it. Unless you have money on that game, I don't know if you'll be that dedicated to it. This is my thoughts. I know, I Rami, you and I, I won't have money on it, but, you know, so I'll be, I'll be keeping a better eye on the Bucks game tonight. I was just going to say, if, if you're having trouble, and you shouldn't, but if you're having trouble finding a reason to watch the Bucks or anything else, laying a little money on the line is always a good reason. It gives you a little <laughs> more juice and entertainment value. And don't miss the BetQL Countdown to Kickoff show this weekend. Our NFL playoff preview show will be hosted by Nick Costos and Sarah Perlman and football experts from around the country. BetQL Countdown to Kickoff airs Saturday and Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to noon right here on The Fan. And this segment is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Today. We'll hit a quick break. Evan, I'm going to call an audible on you since we're already talking bucks. Let's hear from Pat Connaughton and preview tonight's game next. And then we'll hear Baker Mayfield smack around Colin Cowherd a little bit. You're listening to Rami and Tim on 1250 AM The Fan and the Radio.com app. Tim, weekdays now, 2 to 6, here on 1250 AM, The Fan. New lineup, the Bart Winkler pregame show with uh, 
Ryan Horvath at 5, The Bart Winkler Show at 6, and The Big Show statewide on The Big Show Network, weekdays 10 to 2, and Rami Makhlouf and Tim Allen here, weekdays 2 to 6. Evan asked me coming out of the break if I wanted to keep this in the bumper music rotation, and I said yes. The only problem is I I might just start rapping and forget to start talking about whatever we were talking about because I spit bars, Tim Allen. It's time for our Bucks game day preview brought to you by your local pick and save stores. The official grocer of the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks in Orlando to take on the Magic tonight. Pat Connaughton talked about it a little bit. We bring you that right here right now on 1250 AM The Fan. Hey, Pat. Good to see you. Just wanted to check in and see how you're feeling and how did that first game back feel? Uh, felt great, you know. Um, in general, I'm not a guy that really ever enjoys not playing, or really ever does not play. So for me, uh, it was a little bit of an adjustment period to miss an extended period of time, miss a few games, three games. Um, but um, you know, just looking at what we're trying to accomplish here long term, and trying to be smart about listening to you know the people who are smarter than me, and. Uh, it was nice to be back out there. It was nice to, you know, play with my teammates. It was nice to uh, get a win, and um, there are things we can improve on, as always, but uh, just happy to be out there. Eric, name? Uh, you guys have the best offense in the league, and defense are down a little bit. That's obviously a little bit of a flip from years past. Just defensively, what do you think you guys are doing that maybe you're a step slow or, you know, it, it's not quite clicking in the same way that it has in the past? Yeah, you know, I think it's, um, in my opinion, I think it's just a, a mixture of getting everybody up to speed with exactly what our goals are on defense as far as, like, strategy and, like, um, concept and just, you know, the way we shade people, the way where our help's coming from, things of that nature. We do have, obviously, some new guys. Um, and so getting them up to speed on that. And then it's about playing with each other a little bit more. Like, that newness, you know, when to switch, when not to switch, when to be up into somebody and pressure them and, and knowing scouting reports and being on the same page with your big uh, man who's supposed to come help you, but then you've got to be back and you know help him. And I would say just those things. And then some of it comes down to, in my opinion, just being just a little bit tougher sometimes. You know what I mean? Just a little bit more aggressive, just make them feel a little bit more uncomfortable on the offensive end. And, um, Ironically, I think some of that is predicated on, you know, fans, you know, I think when fans are in the arena, the adrenaline is pumping like your, you feed off it. Some guys feed off it. Some guys don't feed off it. Some guys, um, you know, shoot better or play better when it's an empty gym. I think that's all relative, but for us, it's about making sure we have our own energy, our own juice and, and make sure that, uh, you know, teams consistently feel us on a nightly basis so that they're not as comfortable on the offensive end. Jim Ozarski. Pat, uh, good to see you. I know this is a little late, but with the the nature of Zooms and whatnot, I didn't get a chance to speak to you. Um, Brooke and Chris, they they talked about your involvement in the decision with the, the Detroit game and, and what you guys did uh, pregame with the Pistons. Um, so getting a chance to just talk to you about this now, what, what was that conversation like? Um, how did you kind of come up with that idea to to do that, and and why was it important for you guys to to kind of show that unity with the Pistons that night? You know, I think obviously throughout the year um, it's been a, a crazy 2020, and so uh, one thing that I kind of learned, and again, you you want to make sure that 
um, you're trying to do the best uh, that you can and what you think is right. And um, there are a bunch of different, you know, tr uh, thought processes on it. But for me, um, you know, I want to make sure we're representing the city the way that we feel like we should be representing them, both on the court and off the court. And part of that is obviously our number one priority as a team is to represent the city of Milwaukee and to play for them and to make sure that um, we're putting ourselves in the best position to be a championship contending team. Um, off the court, we want to make sure that, you know, we're fighting for what's right. Um, and I think for me during that conversation that we had before the game, it was just trying to make sure we kept those things in mind when we were deciding to do whatever it is that we wanted to do and make sure that it was clear what we were doing things for, make sure we weren't getting involved in a you know, bigger conversation um, and that we were doing things that were right on line with our goals. And for us, you know, we want to make sure that we're representing the team on the floor the way that we can. And that's making sure that our priorities lie in basketball. So obviously playing the game and making sure that we played it to the best of our ability is important and what we wanted to make sure we did. And then for representing, you know, the city off the floor and you know, Jacob Blake and everything that um, happened and uh, making sure the community feels like the Milwaukee Bucks are their team, not just because of what's the name on our jersey, but because of what we represent. I wanted to make sure whatever we did, it was obvious that it was to represent that. And so, um, I mean, there are a lot of different trains of thoughts. There's a lot of different, you know, I know some teams walked off the floor, some teams nailed during the national anthem, da da da. But for us, that would have created a broader conversation. And I wanted to make sure that the conversation was about what happened to Jacob Blake, make sure we we're representing him, his family, and the city of Milwaukee the way that we thought, and that we weren't getting involved into anything. Um, that was outside of those lines because it's about our city, it's about our team, and it's about representing it to the best of our ability. Steve McGargy. Just wondering, going back to the defense, when you first got to Milwaukee, was the biggest adjustment for you on the offensive end or the defensive end? When you get to a new, I'm just wondering, when you get to a new team, on which side of the ball is the biggest adjustment when you're kind of adapting to new teammates or a new system? Uh, I think it is defensive end. You know, I think at the end of the day, Offense is what everyone sees. Offense is what you work on. Uh, you know, when the lights aren't on, when you're practicing, like you work on your stuff and the, you know, strength, uh, conditioning, quickness, agility in the weight room. But for the most part, I haven't seen too many hour long workouts that are just defensive slides and, you know, running up and down the floor, sliding on imaginary defenders, your ball handling, shooting, dribbling, whatever. So I think the biggest thing is defense and defensive schemes and, you know, what we're trying to accomplish on the defensive end, which is why I think that's taken a little bit longer this year without a preseason, without as many preseason games, training camp, et cetera, uh, for us to, you know, continue to work on it on a daily basis and not be discouraged about where we're at right now, but use it as fuel for the fire that you, we do need to get better. We need to get better each and every single day, let alone each and every single game. Dante Marcatelli with Magic TV. Hey, Pat, uh, for four years, DJ Augustine was was here in Orlando and he was a, a favorite amongst his teammates and the fans. I know it's been a short time in Milwaukee, but what's your experience been with DJ to this point? Uh, he's amazing. You know, he's a pro's pro is what I like to call it. Um, I've been fortunate. I've played around a, a few pro's pros and, and he immediately fit right into that um, characterization. And, uh, you know, he carries himself in a professional manner. He's a great guy. Um, and, you know, I always... I don't always say it, but the compliment that I give is, you know, 
the, the world sees how good of a basketball player is. He's even a better guy from the short time that I've gotten to know him. And, um, you know, just seeing his knowledge for the game, seeing the way he brings that same passion, intensity, and, you know, ability to perform night in and night out. Like that's what's made him so effective in his career. And that's what's going to uh, make us that much better of a team having him here. So as much as I'd like to apologize for taking him from you, uh, I don't. And I don't blame you. Thanks, Pat. Uh, one more to Zora. And I just wanted to follow up because you were mentioning, right, like when you do individual workouts, when guys get shots up and they go back to the gym after practice, it's it's offensive minded. Right. And when we were younger, it was like, OK, slap the floor defense. You're practicing slides, rapid fire. But at this level, it's, it sounds like positioning and toughness. Um, how do you practice that, you know, late night on your own in an empty gym? Uh, I think it's about uh, the mental side of it. You know, I think. The, the weights that we lift, the things we do with Suki and Wiz and the weight room, things of that nature are going to help us. And we they make sure that we're on a regimented program and all that sort of things um, around games, obviously, so that we're still fresh for games. But um, it's more the mental component, you know, the terminology that Coach Bud has. You know, sometimes it takes a minute to get used to it. The feeling of what it's like to play with Drew Holiday over Eric Bledsoe, both unbelievable defenders, but defend in very different ways. The, feeling of what it's like for Bobby Portis to understand what we are expecting out of him because Brooks behind us often and how that, how that translates and how the verticality is somewhat important to us and how early you're there is important to us. And it's not just about the help, but it's about the guy who sees the helper so that he can help him. And so there's just a lot of, I would say mental sides that come along to it. And sometimes it's like that balance, right? Like if you're trying to think of what you're supposed to be doing, you may not be as aggressively into somebody because you want to be positionally in the right spot. And at the end of the day, I think it's just finding that balance because Coach Bud wants us to scramble and put our best effort forth night in and night out while also being great on the positional and the mental side of it. And it's just some growth that I think needs to come as this team plays more and more together. Is it fair to think of it like on offense, you guys say like read and react, right? Is it fair to think of defense like that? There's so many different situations that you just have to read and react. Absolutely. And I would say the only difference is on defense um, on a night, like you have to read and react on what we want to do, but on a nightly basis, you're playing different guys. So you have to be comfortable reading and reacting for what we do, but then you also have to be comfortable implementing different reads to react to when you're playing different personnel and different teams. Whereas on offense, we might alter it a little bit, but for the most part, we're great because we do what we do on a nightly basis and we do it at a high level. There's Pat Connaughton of the Bucks getting us ready for Bucks and Magic tonight. Tim and I will be huge talking game plenty tonight. of Bucks. Huge game. Why? Wait, why is it a huge game? <laughs> because it is. Oh, it's, okay. it's, a Just... journey for the, it's a journey for the championship season here. All right. I'm with you, man. I think, yeah, this could be a championship season. I don't always believe you when you say that. You say that every year about the Brewers. But this this Bucks team, this could be this could be a championship season. I believe you about that, Tim Allen. By the way, Eric Name stays right here on the afternoon show. He doesn't go with those big show guys. I wasn't going to take this gig if I didn't get Eric <laughs> Name talking Bucks with us. He's a good dude. I'm Rami and Tim. Every Thursday, what time is that at, Evan? I don't have that in front of me. Every Thursday, at what time will we have Eric Name of the Athletic? Best on the Bucks. I beat? believe that'll be 348. 
348, Eric Name will be joining the Rami and Tim show to talk bucks. We'll hit a quick break. We're going to get into uh, fans at Lambeau at the top of the hour. But uh, speaking of big games, that was a big game for Baker Mayfield last night. And not just because it was his first playoff win, but he's on his way. He'll probably never shut this guy up, but he's on his way to shutting this guy up. We'll talk about it right after this. 1250 AM, The Fan, and the Radio.com app. Zeppelin for you, Timmy. Did you request that, or did that just pop into the rotation? Yeah, no. I, I Well, earlier I requested that, and we have breaking news. Breaking news here on The Fan, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Find Thank out you. how far an extra mile really goes. Uh, announced by the NSMA, the National Sports Media Association. Uh, for the state totally of Wisconsin, the broadcaster of the year goes to Jeff Levering. My man. Oh. Love him. Also, uh, the writer of the I year. I thought that was going to be me. I mean, I know I just the, got back, but I thought that might be me. <laughs> SMA is uh, the writer of the year is Adam McAlvey, our own Adam McAlvey. Two there of, we and go. I will say that two of the nicest guys you're ever going to want to meet. And I mean that seriously. I know them both, and they are just dynamite guys and uh, well deserved. I don't know Jeff. I don't know Jeff. I know Adam, and eh, yeah, whatever. I could take him <laughs> or leave him. <laughs> okay. Kidding. I love the guy. He's great. Yeah. He's awesome. Hey, Tim, uh, are you familiar with the the origin story of Colin Cowherd versus Baker Mayfield? Because I find this endly fascinating, and it keeps yeah. getting more fascinating because Baker keeps stomping Cowherd on the football field. Not not a ton, but something about a okay. hat or a backwards hat. Well, that's, that's the latest chapter in it, but oh, this... Okay. This little exchange between the two of them right here, this is when Baker Mayfield was coming out in the draft and went and sat down with Colin Cowherd and refused to bow at the altar of Cowherd and actually challenged him and his stupid takes. Here's this from uh, Fox Sports Radio. Got two pieces of video. First one's a football video. And I saw this, and I'm like, oh, Baker. You're playing Ohio State. I watched every snap. You were, you know, gloriously talented guy, right? And then I see this play right here. Now watch this, Baker. And you throw a touchdown. And instead of, now I don't like this. I'm going to tell you right now. How come you're not, what? Where are you going? Where are you going over there? Our band is over there. Our student section's right there. And then straight back to our sideline. What about your teammates? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. You did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that too? I don't like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You pulled the one clip of me running right there to our fans and people that traveled well to that game, first of all. And then you didn't show the rest of the clip of me going to our sideline? No, no, no. You go, well, you no, have to go to the sideline. You You're not going to go to you a didn't. hospital. Well, where are you going to go after the touchdown? You're not going to go. Well, you're after... acting like I just ran away from everybody. Well, you did, but then you came back and circled to the sideline. This is a, what is it, a five-second clip of you showing me, and then I'm off the screen right there? I'd like you to be with your teammates. Uh, watch the rest of the game. I was. All right. Oh, I know you went back to the sideline. No, no, no. I'm, go watch the other touchdowns. I got very excited on that one. So you think my Baker accus- Mayfield, <laughs> obviously, Tim, calling, calling Colin Coward yeah. out on his BS in the context that that actually happened in, that touchdown celebration. And ever since then, Colin Cowherd has had it out for Baker Mayfield and has taken every chance he possibly could to poke at the guy and prod at the guy and point out what's wrong with them. And, I mean, Baker Mayfield didn't have the smoothest start to his NFL career before this year, so 
before this year, I guess you could say Colin Cowherd was probably winning a few battles in, in, in Mayfield versus Cowherd. But then this year, Baker Mayfield starts to turn it around. And last week in the regular season finale, I don't know if you remember, Tim, he ran for that first down to seal the game and seal themselves a playoff yep, spot. Yep. And the play call, you can hear in game film, we don't have it, but you can hear in game film up at the line, Baker Mayfield shouting out Maserati, Maserati, because earlier this season, actually it was maybe the week just before that game, Colin Cowherd said, when you have a number one pick, I don't want a Mazda, I want a Maserati. So Baker Mayfield, well, Kevin Stefanski Mm -hmm. named a play Maserati to show uh, Colin Cowherd what was up. And then this week, this week, Colin Cowherd probably sunk to the lowest depths that he's sunk into yet in in his war with Baker Mayfield. Here's Colin Cowherd again. What I'm about to say will be viewed as a little thing. I, of course, do not see it as a little thing. Um... Baker Mayfield was uh, talking yesterday, and I just want you to listen to what Baker says. Interesting. Wearing his hat backwards. What happened to Carson Wentz's season when he went to the podium with his hat on backwards? Oh, you're bad. The season unraveled. We went and looked at Aaron Rodgers this morning. 22 times we have footage of him at a podium or on TV this year. Beanie or the hat on forwards? Check the tape. Of course, backwards hat. Hey, check the tape. Guy that does it never gets it. Those who don't get it don't get it. They don't get it. It's not quarterback eel. Uh, I will tell you the quarterbacks I like this weekend. Big Ben hat forward. Breeze always hat forward. Lamar Jackson doesn't wear a hat. Why (laughs) does it matter? Brady, last 15 years, hat forward. How does Trubisky uh, Goff plays hat, hat forward. And Josh Allen, to this point, though he's young, has been hat forward. We looked for all the opportunities. I know. Wow. No big deal. This is the most ridiculous Says thing the guy I've maybe ever heard. Who wears the hat backwards. Look at that. That just says playoff loss, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, we, I mean, we've all said some stupid things on the air, and chalk uh, that one up. Check that box for stupid with coward. <laughs> that says playoff loss, and Ben Roethlisberger was one of the guys who he was talking about who wears his hat forward. Yep. If wearing your hat forward says something about your decision-making process, I think Ben Roethlisberger has done some things off the football field that call into question his decision-making process oh, yeah. a little bit more. Than how he wears his hat. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there, maybe. But have you ever heard a more ridiculous indicator of what kind of a player or what kind of a game a guy is gonna have, Tim, than backwards hat guy? And this isn't the first time he's done this. He did it to Carson Wentz earlier in the season, and then he uses Carson Wentz as an argument to make his case about his backwards hat theory, and that it is absolutely true because it couldn't have been. You know, that Carson Wentz had a terrible offensive line and has been broken every season that he's played in the NFL and has been running for his life when he's not injured. It couldn't be that or that, you know, he's maybe digressed a little bit because of those injuries and maybe some mental fatigue. It couldn't be like real football stuff. No, Tim, it's the hat. It's the hat and how he's wearing it that really, really did Carson Wentz in his NFL career in. I just don't see why it would matter to, I mean... I wear a hat backwards sometimes. Does that mean I do, do a horrible radio well, show? 
He did say, Tim, that if you're backwards hat guy, if you don't get it, it's because you don't get it. Or whatever the hell he said in that rambling that I just heard, that dribble that came out of his face. I I mean, let's talk more about uh, Baker Mayfield still being at that tipping point. We can't rule him out as an elite quarterback yet, long-term in the NFL. We can't rule that out yet. I think you could make. I think he's doing it. I think he's on his way there. Uh, right. So I, is he is he going to be a long term elite quarterback? I think he's young enough to where we got to wait and see. You could make the argument that, yeah, maybe he underachieved a little bit. We can balance and, and weigh all those factors. But talk about that. I think that's a more compelling conversation. Check out some of the numbers. Though. I will say this, though. I see you wearing skinny jeans. Pre-game, walking into the stadium, if you're a skinny jeans guy, and I know that skinny jeans guy is listening to me right now, and if you don't get it, that's because you don't get it, but if you're a skinny jeans guy, well, that looks like a playoff loss to me, Tim. I don't know about you. Also, (laughs) flashy socks, are you flashy socks guy? If you're flashy socks guy, probably going to lose, and you're probably an idiot and bad at football and and bad at life. You're wearing flip-flops into a radio studio. Mm. Bad oh. show that day. Bad, Dude, bad show. Dude, you're going to have a terrible show. You're, a ter- you're probably a bad person. <laughs> I mean, you're making that kind of decision. What other decisions wow. are you making in your life? You wore sandals into a radio studio. Come on, man. That sounds like a radio <laughs> loss to me, Timmy. Radio <laughs> exactly. loss. And, 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 and you take those same sandals and walk away from your teammates, and you don't celebrate <sighs> with your teammates. The big show. Gary, Leroy, Stevie, on middays now, 10 to 2. Or you don't invite Ryan Horvath and Bart Winkler in to celebrate those sandals walking out the door. That's just, you're a bad, bad person. Tim, I'm wearing shorts right now as we speak, and I feel like we got this whole show off to a bad start just because I was wearing shorts. I feel like this whole, sh- this whole thing is doomed. In the first episode of Rami and Tim, I screwed the whole thing up. Go put some pants cat- on. My calves are showing, man. Can you imagine? Can you imagine my calves showing right now while I'm doing a radio show? That sounds like a radio loss to me. I know we'll be canceled you will. before tomorrow. I we still need you new names agree. for the show, though. We still need new names for the show. It's at right now. The show is Rami and Tim. Neither of us like that. Tweet at 12:50 a.m. The fan with your recommendations for the show. Our guy, good old KS, sent in a whole list of names for the show. Jake says Tim and Tonic. I kind of like that. Rom Dog and Tim Tim. That's pretty good. Um, Rat Pack is one that we got. Rom Dog and Tim Tim. That's, that's kind of funny. I'll find K. Oh, here's KS. Two men in a show. Rami and the franchise. Not too TWO serious. Don't expect much. Two of us. Also happens to be a Beatles song. It takes two. Double trouble. Keep them coming, KS. And the rest of you, at 12.50 a.m. The Fan, at Rami is tweeting, at Tim Allen Rants. How many tweets today from Tim uh, Allen Rants? I, you know, I tried doing the uh, talk tweet thing, um, and uh-huh. some, something's wrong. It just yeah, it, it, okay. it, it, wouldn't go, it wouldn't go through, but I will work on it. I have my uh, IT guy uh, going to check it out at 6.05 today. So watch for a tweet tonight um, to... Uh, to, to all you guys, and, and I'm not sure it's going to be uh, a dinner thing. I'm not sure if it's – what. I mean, I don't even know. How does this work? Take I mean, a picture I, of your dinner tonight and tweet that out. <laughs> you want to see that. Dead serious. Take a Burger, picture of your dinner tonight fries and tweet that and a out. bowl of ice cream. I want to see the whole thing. Every course, everything. The, the salad, the appetizer, the main course, all of it. I want to see what Tim Allen has for dinner tonight. That's uh, at and, Tim Allen Rants. We'll hit a quick break. On the other side – 
Packers fans will be allowed into Lambeau Field this week. How good a thing is that? Is it a good thing at all? We'll discuss. It's Robbie and Tim, 1250 AM The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.